there's nothing going on. Uh, I'm going to have my board soon, and so none of this will take place. I will have a, soon I'm going to be coming out with a, my, uh, I'll have my board. I'm going to have an intro. I'm going to have... exploration um, uh, how should I say this um, possible <laughs> no, no, not possible we did we went to the moon we did, we did all of this man stuff but it saves us a lot of people it's uh, God I can't think of the right word I'm in it I'm going with it I'm blaming I'm blaming it on it's early it's early uh. but yes we're gonna go over how Rob robots have made it possible for space exploration to uh, unfold into uh, God. I cannot believe I cannot think of the right word. I am just not all and what you call a dummy today, folks. But we're gonna get into it. Where I explain it, it's gonna be a lot better. Everybody, go get your coffee. I'm gonna go get mine. Let's wake up for a second, and I will be right, right back.
person that asked me still would want to be the person that wanted to call in and talk to me, but usually when that happens, it gets down to it, and nobody would want to call me. If you want to call in, though, feel free to. You're, I always love, uh, I love, man, my podcast is your podcast, my podcast, it's like, or whatever this is, I don't know if this is a podcast. Uh, it's not a very good podcast, not many people really <laughs> listen to it, uh, but I love doing it, and uh uh, this is your podcast, just as much as mine, because, uh, well, you know, it's for you guys. Well, I mean, it's for me, too, for my timestamp thing that I got, you know. But uh, it is very much yours. You can call in at any time. I'll even make you an admin if you want to go that far. I, I just have fun doing it, and I love talking and meeting new people. 
Man, I love meeting all the new Podbeaners. That does not sound... When I say Podbeaners, I mean it with the every life's funniest. I'm not saying beaners. I'm saying pod... Nope, you know what? I'll just shut up for it. Okay. Anyway, so... Uh... Robots. Man, that... This... Okay, now this is a conversation that could... Really, it could go... How should I say this? You know, I couldn't even figure out how to get the line up for the first line up. Like, robots have made it absolutely possible for us to, well, get to Mars. I mean, you know, check out Mars. Now, my only fuss about robots is um, is where NASA places them. Now, that's not our fault. I don't know why NASA would put a $4 billion robot on a flat plane and on Mars where you can't get to anything and not put, instead of put it on a, uh, you know, you don't have to put it on the side of a, you know, five-mile cliff hangoff or anything like that, but something where we can get into the, you know, like the Grand Canyon of Mars or something that, you know, that's a little over-exaggerated. But I know there's more than just flat planes. Anyway, point B. Um, even a crater. Well, they were supposed to go to a crater. I think they missed it. But anyway. You know, go to a place where it's uh, geologically um, fit for finding, um, you know, uh, something other than dirt on a flat plane. I mean, it'd be cool to go to the salt plains of, of Earth and all that. But I mean, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't think that that's what we were going for with this billion dollar robe, four billion, multi-billion dollar robot that, more than one, uh, let me, my, my, yeah, um, I think I speak for all of us, uh, you know, to, uh, I just, I mean, uh, why, why do that? I don't understand it. Um, now, you know, and here's the thing I would like to do. Okay, Mars, I mean Mars, okay, NASA, if that wasn't a face on Mars and those are not made, uh, not made up, uh, you know, um, triangles, I'm just kidding, pyramids, then drive the rover there and show everybody, that's, hey, hey, that's a good, I didn't even go to college for that one, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like, show us, show us there's nothing, there's no face there, let's go around that, that, that area where, the face and all those pyramids and all those mysterious looking man-made type of uh, structures are and show us what they're not what they are not (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying anyway enough about that i could go on for there i have gone on for weeks uh about that one but i mean i'm pretty sure everybody agrees with me been great. I can't wait to take my nephew out trick-or-treating for his first... Oh, is it his first Halloween? Oh, that's awesome. I'm super happy for you, man. I love my son. He's 20... He's 22 now. He'll be 23, but my favorite... God, I miss him being so young. Um, I love taking him out for his first Halloween. I, that, that was the funnest time. I'm, I'm very happy for you, man. Thank you. Uh, not thank you, Nerva. Well, yeah. Thank, thank, 
life that, that you get to experience that. That's super cool because, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you probably have kids, but your nephew, I got to take my nephew. That was fun. It is fun. Um, that's awesome, man. I'm very happy for you. I can't believe, can you believe it's already the 26th? Can you believe it is the end of October and Halloween is here? Like, what happened to this year? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to do a, a rundown on what, we, what, what happened this year in space activities. Um, I can't believe it's going to be 2020. It just it blows my mind. Uh, it just gets here faster and faster. Uh, I will try not to spend too much time on that, but I'm really happy for you. Uh, and it's, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I, I can't really take Lincoln out for things for Halloween and he's, he's been barking at people more lately. So I think we're going to have to stick with him more on, uh, bringing, uh, dog food to him. But, uh, oh my, everybody, I know everyone's kind of grown up. Um, my step son is... Well, he's 12, but he's kind of at that age where he wants to, you know, go chase people around. And he mentioned stealing candy, and I uh, about had him by his hair and whipping him around. I'm just kidding. Uh, police, uh, that, I didn't do that for real. But uh, that, that shit is not okay. I don't like people doing that on Halloween. Man. Let kids have fun. Don't Don't. Don't take that away from these kids. I hate that. My biggest, my favorite fans on and doing this, and then, and when I say this, my favorite fans are our kids. Uh, they have the, the their passion for space is so amazing. Uh, I don't think that they. I try not to cuss on here. Um, you know, that way kids can listen to this if they want. Um, kids have the biggest passion for space. I, I know that I did. I was, first I was in, uh, what was I in? Third, third grade, man. We were sitting in class, teachers and the principal, they were, they were wheeling out the, uh, TVs, uh, all through our classes and the auditorium and, we're all sitting there waiting, and, uh, and, uh, you know, they count down space shuttle. That's when everybody really gave, you know, cared about, about going to space. And, uh, I'm sure you figured out now where I'm talking about the Challenger. Um, and we were all just like, one, two, three, thing took off, and, Oh my God, that was the most tragic, uh, horrible. God, that was horrible. But you know what? It's those people right there. And this goes into what, why about my, about the robots that we use. I mean, space is a, it's a dangerous place. Um, and those people, you know, from Challenger, my, my, uh, hat goes down, you know, up to my end. You know, we lost some really good people, um, you know, going up there. And there was a teacher. I think that was the first, uh, yeah, I think that was the first teacher, the first civilian, you know, that went up and, uh, 
we lost what, nine, seven amazing people, you know. Uh, but it was not in vain. And uh, I know that they are still flying the cosmos to this day, you know what I mean? Uh, that was a horrible day, but God, we were sitting there and, uh, oh my God, nobody knew what to do. You know, all these kids, first grade, the kindergarten through fifth grade are watching these screens like, yay, and they're like, I don't think that big ball was supposed to happen. Everyone was like, what happened? And God, that was a horrible day. Uh, they are still flying the cosmos to this day, and my hat goes off to them, and, uh, you know, I, I, sorry, I get, that's just bad, you know, when, when, when we have humans that will, it's like people that go to war for us, uh, I commend, uh, I, I hate people that are crappy to our veterans, treat them like, like crap, you know, they fought for our, they fought for us to be able to do this, I mean, if I hear anybody bad mouthing anybody being crappy to our to our uh, veterans, I'll stop them right there, dead in their tracks, man. Because <laughs> you know, it's people like them. Yes, sir. Oh, I thought he already did. Come on, Linky, let's go. Come on, Linky. Uh, you know, for that it was, uh, yeah. That was a uh, amazing, amazing thing, and, and you know that's not the only space shuttle we lost. Space shuttle. Uh, when was that? You know, there was a space that space shuttle that was landing in Florida. I forgot what space. Man, that was another one that we lost. Uh, those, you know. But that's why I was getting into this, uh, getting into this um, with the robot. It ties right into it because. With robots, we are able to save lives. Um, now, I will say, I, 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 I'm pretty sure every astronaut, every human that goes up into space knows that the risk is, is very high. It's very great. Um, did you, you served eight years. I want to say, Clayton, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you so much for, uh, your, for your service. Um, I, uh, absolutely, I have, uh, nothing but mad respect for, for, for you and all of, um, your, your buddies, the whole entire army, you, you guys, I, I hate that people treat our veterans the way that they did do, uh, our veterans should be taken care of, um when they come back for the rest of their lives, they should be paid at least, you know, $50,000 a month until they die. <laughs> um, you guys, you guys went over there and, and, and risked your life for us to be able to do this, for me to be able to do this. Thank you. Thank you so much. You don't know how much um, that means to me. Uh, I, I'm as stupid as it sounds, it brings tears in my eyes that, that uh, people don't add it in, that don't respect that. And uh, you guys are amazing. You guys are the rock stars. Um, I hold you guys up to the rock stars of the 
of the astronomers in 1610, you know, the ones that weren't afraid to say, hey, we're not the center of the, the galaxy, motherfuckers, and they went, well, of course, it's different, but you know what I mean. Uh, thank you, Clayton, I want to say thank you, man, because that's very awesome of you, man. Uh, you guys deserve way more than, 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 than what they give you, man. I I will shut up. I'm sorry. But, uh, and thank you very much. Sad. It's just, it's sad that people are. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm sorry anyway. Um, eight years. Damn, man. You are, a, you are, a, you are a goddamn trooper. No pun intended. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, God, yeah, God, yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln said, "Hey, Dad, tell him hi." He jumped up on me. He said, "Dad, don't let, tell him, tell him hi." Lincoln, Lincoln thinks the world of you guys too. Thank you, Lincoln. Lincoln, I'm sure he will be. He says thank you, Lincoln. Ah, uh, man, sorry that threw me off first. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but. Man, you know what? In the same kind of, in the same fashion, robots are starting to. What do you think about wars? I'm gonna go off the subject of space for a second. About wars starting to be fought unmanned and using like drones and unmanned uh, flying, uh, unmanned flying, uh, you know, uh, plane. There's a name for them. I build, I, I build those racing drones and. I fly drones, but I build racing drones, and I build them for people that wreck them and, and, you know, need to, whatever, so I build them, you know, rebuild them for people that I build them from the ground up, uh, just those little racing drones that go like 140 miles an hour, you know, Lincoln, Lincoln, where are you, sorry, my dog just, he got hit once, and it flips me out, um, Lincoln, Lincoln, Come on, Bob. Ah, there you are. Come on. Get in here. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, robots, even for wars, which I... We need to not fight any more wars. I wish that shit would end, too. Nobody else needs to die over this greed shit. In America, as much as America is wonderful, they do... They do... You know, I'm not going to say anything about that, because that's... Say they, they, they start wars sometimes for the wrong reason, but I'm not gonna go there. Clayton, I appreciate you so much, man. Uh, I will, uh, uh, we will send you, uh, we were gonna, we're gonna send you a free shirt, um, just for your service. Thank you. So, uh, getting on to the robot thing, um, man, so. I know, and we all know that astronauts know the know the uh, they know the um, the the. I cannot. <laughs> oh my God! I cannot think that the words are just not popping in. Uh, you know, um, but robots. Uh, uh, humanity knows that there's a, there's a, a huge risk, and that then you could easily you know something bad things are going to happen. You got. Billions, you know, not billions, but thousands of gallons of rocket fuel sitting under you. Uh, 
I will say SpaceX is almost has seemed to, has really got it down in, in the uh, in uh, in the narrowing down that that uh, I mean I think they've uh, helped the safety measure I don't know by sixty percent that's I think I read that I don't know how true it is but it's still there you know what I mean but uh, but with robots. Man, it wipe it takes that away a hundred percent, and it works. It's a little bit more expensive, but now I will say this: um, 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 you know, with like uh, Viking One, Viking Two, uh, with Voyager One, Voyager Two, more when you get into the, uh, the to the to the ones that are like on Mars, with uh, New Horizons. All the um, they are wait, not New Horizons. That was a that was a mission to Pluto. <laughs> um. With with these robots that have gone to Mars and landed, and the ones that were on on the moon, it has it's 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 narrowed down the safety. You know, I would say 100% because there's no one dying. I mean, we're you miss out on billions of dollars, but billions of dollars does not do anything close to one life losing one life. But I will say this. In the future, we are going to need um, humans to. We're going to need need the work of, of humans actually being on these planets. I mean, it's not right now. All we're doing now is just drilling. We're just looking. We're just surveying. We're just, uh, you know, getting samples, which, which we got amazing robots to do that. But we will need man. We will need. We'll, yeah, we will need man to. Uh, to, to get to the surface of these of these planets, and uh, but it, I think by then, by the time because we have these robots, uh, it will give us a good fashion and where you know in the right steps to get there to do it. Um, I uh, I'm trying to think. There was a um, mm, uh, I did this. I, I did a I did this. Um, interview with the guy he worked for NASA for 12 years and uh, he, he he won't come on he didn't come on but I asked him do you, you know do robots you know how, how do robots help humans he said yes robots have been helping humans in space for a long time we sent rovers to Mars and spacecraft to orbit other planets robots have even been helping astronauts on the International Space Station one of the really cool things about robots is they can help humans do rep repetitive or even dangerous tasks. With Artemis, NASA is working to build a sustainable human presence on the moon, and robots will be an important part of that uh, because they will be building new structures, performing inspections, gather data from previously unexplored areas, and perform science experiments to help us understand the environment. And in that way, that, uh, you know, that, that's, that is what I'm saying. Like, we can put them on first, like we're doing. 
Um, and, and listen, and, and when I go on this, I go off of on this, uh, I'm going off of the people that don't know much about space. I'm sure everybody knows about this, but I, I'm just, uh, when I did this, it was a uh, nice dude. He, he, nobody, everybody hears my podcast and they're like, uh, they don't take me seriously. I know I joke a lot. But my passion is is, 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 is space. It is this. People don't seem to really want to take me seriously. I mean, I don't know. Some do. Some don't. Yeah, I, I try to get people to come on here and do interviews, you know. And it's like they don't want to ruin their credibility with a loser like me that has a podcast that's not all, like, jazzy, cool sounding and all neato and all that stuff. But whatever. I get what I can and do what I, I, I don't care though, it's not going to stop me, this is my passion, I love space, I've loved it since I was a kid, anyway, without a human controller, you know, and all, you know, I don't have money, um, I try to, I have a crowdfunding page, but nobody takes me, you know, they're like, ah, this guy doesn't even have a professional son on this podcast, uh, you know. Uh, I do have a crowdfunding page. Uh, I understand, though, if nobody ever wants to to do it. And people, you know, people, dude, I don't blame anybody. Life, I mean, everything is going up, and our wages are going down, you know. So I don't need, I hate to even ask for uh, a crowdfunding, but, man, I want to, I did, I, I want to, I'm trying to get this up and running where it is a professional, you know, sounding I do all this by myself, and I got my my day job. I work from five in the morning to like six, seven o'clock at night, so I don't have a whole lot of time. I I'm always doing these when I'm at work, but uh, you know, and I my uh, significant other, she doesn't have a job. She can't work, and uh, I take care of her and her kids, so it's uh. But, yeah, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I won't go into that. But someday, uh, as I save my money, I'll be able to uh, hopefully make this sound more professional. We'll see. Um, oh, what's up, Cap? Sorry, I just got off. I just, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, Joey, I've got two designs. My friends are sorted, almost finished. Really? Cap, man, what's up, Caps? How you doing, man? Oh, dude. Cats, I got to talk to you about something. Uh, uh, let me get into. I've I've kind of went off on some stuff, but uh, uh, I don't know if you know Cap. Caps, I'm sure you guys know each other. What the hell am I talking about? Caps, Caps, a great, great dude. Super, super cool dude. Uh, he's a great supporter for everybody. He always talks. And, and, you know what? I'm sure I'm not telling you anything. Sorry, I apologize. Um, Caps, you doing all right? Um, let me let me get some of this. Uh, uh, some of my notes and stuff, right? and then uh, I want to get back to you because I did a, uh, I did a, uh, it was sort of an interview on on the ambassador dude. Did you hear that? Did you? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, I will yell at you though in a, in a minute. So anyway, without a human controller in the loop, this technology will change the way we think about missions in the future and unlock immense opportunities. They could explore areas that are not easily uh, accessible to humans, like lava, lava tubes. I mean, you know what? Can I stop you for a second? I heard lava 
like volcanoes. <laughs> I heard them put in the funniest context. They were t they were talking about volcanoes, the plumbing for the love for for volcanoes. We're like not, and I was like plumbing. I mean, I've heard plumbing for, you know. I'm just gonna. It was. <laughs> The plumbing in that volcano is not spitting out enough. I'm just going to, you know what, I'll shut up. Anyway, they could explore, yeah, volcanoes and, um, and, and yeah, my God. That's why nobody takes me seriously. Probably for that. Say, I just, yeah, answered my own question. Okay. So, they could explore areas that are not easily accessible to humans, like lava tubes or icy caves or plumbing systems in volcanoes. <laughs> From your mom's house when I was, oh god, that don't, that stop right now. Or subsurface oceans in search of water and other minerals at your mom's house. Don't do it again. Stop it. That's not funny. Lincoln, this, kids listen to this. Lincoln, come on. And it would be okay even if a robot doesn't make it back out because it would have never shared its, I mean, because it could share its data as it is doing its, you know, uh, getting melted. It's reading its data. I mean, even if it dies right there, you can still get the data from the robot. So that is, that's a, that's a, you know, it's one of the very, very cool things, um, about, uh, about, um, about, about, about robots. Um, it's so, you know, I'm all about the robot thing. I really am. But historically, the role of robots in, the, in space exploration has been significant due to the un, uninhabitable conditions of non-terrestrial planets in, in our solar system. According to the ASO Robotics, a robot is defined as a self-controlled device consisting of electronic, electrical, or mechanical units that can function in place of a living agent. Thank God I got this to read uh, to, to tell me what the robots were because I've, I I was I was getting I was getting confused. I'm just going to be honest. I'm kidding. Okay, this is why uh, Lincoln, come on, man. This is why nobody takes this seriously. In this post, you'll learn some basic post. I mean, basic histories about robots and space exploration and five of the most popular robotic systems used in space history. That's right. And that's not even the monkeys they sent there. <laughs> hey, tap, stop laughing. That's not what I meant. Before scientists began sending robots to space, animals such as dogs or monkeys, oh, <laughs> oh God, were often sent to complete tasks and, and conduct experiments in order to increase human knowledge of conditions on their other planets and the moon. Lincoln, he always makes it back. He's a Lincoln's a man. Lincoln's a Lincoln's a pimp. I just gotta tell you, he goes to space almost every place. He's been sneaking out, going more and more. All right, I'll never get this done. I'll tell. Sorry. As robotic technology has improved, more of these experiments and tasks have been delegated to robots rather than in living uh, beings. In this way, robotics preserves lives. I should, well, I didn't know that. 
While humans have set foot on the moon, scientific knowledge of conditions on planets including Mars, Venus, Titan, and Jupiter, and many more to come, comes almost exclusively from exploration conducted by robots. As technology progressively allows robots to reach space faster, humans are able to obtain significantly more about space conditions. Bet you guys didn't know that. I bet you didn't know that. I love beans. Woo-woo-woo. I love beans. How about you? High in fiber, low in fat. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> Anybody know who? Uh, uh, it's Space Ghost. Uh, Rack. Wait. No, I'm probably sounding stupid. I'll shut up. Five incredible space robots used for space exploration and travel. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Uh, do you think you're ready? I mean, do you? Because I'm not sure that you might be. Uh, 10, Oh, God. That's right. That was intense, wasn't it, man? <laughs> you guys are like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Not much. Just, you know, Space Robot 1, Sputnik 1. <laughs> yeah. The first robot ever... S- oh, shit, me running. All right, I got to go plug my phone in, then I really can't look at my... Okay. Uh, Lincoln, it stinks out here. Did you pee-pee? God dang it. Of course, you guys know that's not what I meant. Lincoln, come on. You were a pimp and all, but man, you sure got a stinky butt. Rank ass booty. I'm just kidding. Come on. Okay. Now, let's turn that phone on. All right. Now, Space Robot 1, Sputnik 1. The first robot ever sent to space was Sputnik 1. Sent by the USSR. On October 4th, 1957, ah, my birthday is October 6th, but not till 20 years later. Uh, according to NASA, Sputnik 1 was the first to plug my phone in. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, man, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm being stupid today. Okay. The launch of Sputnik 1 marked the beginning of the notorious space race between the United States and the USSR. Boy, that was a... Because that's when the Cold War thing was going on, so everyone was like, mm, we may have issues here. <laughs> Thereafter, engineers increasingly began constructing robots to be sent to non-terrestrial planets for a variety of purposes, ranging from close-up photography of planets to determination of whether planets can sustain life. Well, holy shell shells. Now, Space Robot 2, I, I'll go into more. If you guys want me to go into more detail, I, I will do that with these uh, different Space Robots. Space Robot 2, Mariner 2 and Mariner 4. According to Universe Today on December 14, 1962, the American space probe Mariner 2 became the first robotic space probe to complete a successful Venus flyby. Mariner 4, the first orbiter sent to space, then took the first proximal, prox, proximal, 
proximal god photos. I'm such a perfect, uh, like descriptive word person, aren't I? I mean, are you guys jealous of how well I can say these words? I, you, you should be. I mean, and everybody wants to be me. Uh, proximal photos of, I was kidding, uh, by the way. I'm pretty sure nobody, okay, anyway, photos of Mars on July 14th, 1965. Yeah, I messed up what that day was. Do you guys know what that day was? It was, I'm going to repeat this. Uh, it's when they took the first proximal photos of Mars on July 14th, 1965. Yep, doubled up on that one. While the role of landers is primarily to detect signs of life on planets, the, the role of orbiters is primarily to take photos for scientists to observe and analyze. Science, you know, that wasn't the right word. Uh, no. Man, you know, I was saying it's hard to be perfect every day. It is. I mean, some days it's just, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> since, not science, since the roles of uh, these robots are different, orbiters and landers have frequently been sent to explore space in tandem. I bet nobody's going to listen to this after this. Well, they don't after this. Uh, they have finished this. Relative read five in, in, in innovative deep space companies. Space Robot 3, Viking 1 and 2. These were some pimps right here. I mean, you, these are some pimp daddy mug mean mutters. Uh, I'm telling you, man. These Viking 1 and 2, this is what put all the information that you could have learned in textbooks, like when I was in school like uh, elementary school. Um, this is where we got all the information uh, of all the space information that they put into the textbook to teach us about space. These are the two probes that did this. Pictures and all, man. Okay, pay attention. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you don't have to pay attention. Okay, on August 30th, 1975, NASA's Viking project commenced when Viking 1 was launched to explore Mars, according to NASA, shortly thereafter, on September 9th, 1975, an identical spacecraft by the name of Viking 2 was launched with the same mission. You don't say. Both spacecrafts were equipped with the same robotic technology as Mariners 2 and 4, a lander and an orbiter. The orbiter's roles were to photograph Mars' surface while the landers were to land on the planet and collect data in order to scientists <laughs> just see where it's on. I mean, I, I am the perfection I am. Yeah. Um, for scientists, not to scientists, to learn more about whether life exists on Mars. And it does, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. The orbiters from each spacecraft flew together, but the landers eventually separated to explore different regions of Mars' surface. In case you didn't know what I was saying. Oh, nearly a year later. Oh, man, here, I'll put on there what, what, what it looked like. Because I'm going to tell you, it looked like, to me, uh, similar to those tinker toys we used to play with. You know, that would fall apart when, when we when we tried to put them together. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm just saying, and, and then add some foil on it to make it look cool. That's what it basically is. <laughs> I'm not talking shit, okay, or trash about what they did. I'm just saying 
it, 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 okay, I'm just going to say, it, it looked like Tinker Toys with chip crap that fell apart. But anyway, with the cool, you know, Dish Network uh, saddle, I mean, dish on it. All right, anyway, yeah, moving on. I just, I put this stuff on for my, uh, I'm sure nobody's listening now and everybody's got off of here. Um... Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, now, uh, wait a minute, I got, uh, I'm, 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 yes, there it is, okay, now, hey, oh, oh yeah, there it was, sorry, I got off, I got off, both spacecrafts were equipped with the same robotic technology as Mariners 2 and 4, a lander and an orbiter. The orbiter's roles were to photograph Mars' surface, while the landers were to land on the planet and collect data in order for scientists to learn more about whether life exists on Mars. The absor- the, the absor- oh, I know, it's too early. The orbiters from each spacecraft flew together, but the landers eventually. Why did you? That was not cool. What just happened? The orbiters from each space plot flew together, but the landers eventually separated to explore different regions of Mars' surface. That's, I think, that's when I think they got the picture of that, of the face, you know what I'm saying? I said face, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, Alright, I'm lying. I, I waited for 46 to go into puberty. You got me. I, I'll never lie to you guys again. I'm sorry. Please. Don't, I'm sorry. Uh, now, yeah. Mm, wait, where did I, I can't, oh shit. Did I, did I cuss? Uh, yeah. Now, nearly a year later, on July 20th, 1976, Viking Lander 1 became the first United States uh, spacecraft to land on the surface of Mars. Specifically landing in a region known as the Christ Planet Planitia. On September 3, 1976, a year before, sort of, the Viking 2 lander touched down on a, at a different region of the planet, known as Utopia Planitia. While the Viking mission was only expected to last 90 days, each wait, after each lander touched down. Both landers overstayed beyond their designed lifetime. Viking Orbiter 1 completed 1,489 orbits, ending its mission in August 7, 1990. While, oh, that was on my brother's birthday, but my brother passed away. Okay, anyway. While Viking Orbiter 2 concluded its mission on July 25, 1978, both landers were powered by radio, radio, radiosotope thermoelectric gen- generators which enable them to transmit information to, for, to Earth for a longer time Vikings Landers 1's final transmission to Earth was on November 11 1982 while Viking Lander 2 last transmission was April 11 1980 man they still did wonderful things Space Robot 4, Voyager 1 and 2. Here we go, guys. This is where we get into the... Uh, I won't put it up. 
Robot decided the solar system in 1977 when Voyagers, I'm sorry, these are the ones that gave us all the information, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. When Voyager 1 and 2 were launched to study the outer solar system, according to NASA, the two robots were designed to conduct close-up studies of Jupiter and Saturn. Saturn's ring and both Jupiter and Saturn's largest moon. Um, they were the two robots that continued on this journey for over 40 years and are still presently closer to, well, no, I'm sorry. They're presently closer to Pluto than, than to Earth or the Sun. It was not until August 2012 that Voyager 1 entered into interstellar space, while Voyager 2 eventually followed on November's, uh, November 5th, 2018 into interstellar space. Both robots are, st- I mean, Robert, Roberts, <laughs> both robots are still communicating information via Deep Space Network, DSN, currently. Deep Space Network, get that. Now, they are still, I, I did this, I did this thing on Facebook, I calculated, uh, I calculated the, 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 the time of when they took off to when they hit Pluto, to when they went into interstellar space, the speed they were traveling, I calculated all this on my own. It's on Facebook. I did this years, a couple of years ago. I'd like to do it now again, see to compare and see how many, uh, see how many, see how much further they they have gone. Um, yeah, it took a long time for me to do, you know, all that smart. Uh, moving on, Space Robot Five, Dexter. What a name! I wonder if he was killing people in plastic. It's a show, everybody, okay? It's not... Okay. More recently, the Canadian Space Association launched Dexter, a robot arm designed to install and replace small equipment such as exterior cameras or the 100 kilogram batteries used on the space station. Replace the defective components in the station's electrical systems and test new tools and robotic techni- techniques. According to the Canadian Space Agency, Dexter is technically the most advanced space robot constructed thus far. I knew that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if everyone else did, but I knew that. No, I didn't. Okay, Dexter is currently operated by ground control Teams from both the Canadian Space Association, wait, that's not Canadian, um, uh, the, Can- the Canadian Boot Space Association and NASA's Dexter's Hands Alloon are complete with a motorized wrench, a, re- oh, a retractable power connector, data and video connection, camera and lights. Dexter's Hands are designed to be able to grip Bulky and fragile, fragile equipment. I'm kidding. I know it was fragile. Equipment alike, making Dexter adaptable to varying conditions and projects. In 2008, Dexter was installed by the International Space Station and then launched onboard Space Shuttle Endeavor. According to CNET, some robots currently exploring space include Dexter, Voyager 1 and 2, Hubble Space Telescope, Cassini. Robot, this is what I know about. Robonaut 2, Rosetta, Dawn, Mars Express, Curiosity, Opportunity, 
2001 Mars Odyssey, Advanced Com Composition Explorer, Hayabusa 2, Juno Mars Orbiter Mission, New Horizons, and more to come, my friends. Benefits of developing and sending robots to space include enriched scientific knowledge, conservation of human life, and advances in artificial intelligence technology. As technology progresses, robots increasingly serve as human contemporary window uh, for, for the world beyond the Earth. I want you to give a hand to the damn robots that have been busting their ass. I want that work. is a super cool dude Clayton uh, very very good dude man and he's uh, very respectful if you haven't if you don't know him uh, I uh, check out his podcast too he's, he's super fun anyway I will shut up stop brown nosing caps and I am going to I've got to here's a word from my sponsors that I don't really have but you guys don't know that um, now you do because I'm uh but hang on, I've got to run this and I will be right back. You guys gotta hear about these other robots that I got coming on. It's gonna be amazing. Am I stupid? Thank you. Oh, solar. I swear to God. Everybody.
ragazza I need to, uh, I need, uh, oh shit. Okay, people, they have got me in the bim bim. You know what I mean? Right? Okay. Moving forward in a forward direction, if I say this twice. Hey! 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 I was just doing it to see if I scare you. Uh. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure you guys are like, God damn it, he's back. Fuck. That was quick. Oops. I didn't mean to curse. I'm sorry. Okay, now. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. Ooh. Ooh. Alright, now. Okay, now you ask yourself, what, what do people mean by robots? I mean, I know that people mean, but, but when you think of robots, you know, you think of all oh, walking on legs, you know, being our slaves or whatever. Well, a robot is defined as a self-controlled device consisting of electronic, electrical, and mechanical units that can be autonomously performed the same function as a human. In this article, the use of robots is space explored. I was just, you know, making sure. I mean, I, I know you guys. I was just clearing that up just in case. <laughs> I'm going to put a picture for your viewing pleasures. Uh, 
of this one. Uh, this is a beautiful robot <laughs> in this game. Um, okay. Uh, this is a Mar. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss again. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna just. That's not a good word to use either. Man, I'm just fucking up all over. God, bleep on. That's not a reference, is it? Anyway, here we go. Alright, now. No, mm -hmm. This is a uh, Mars rover, as you know. Um. Uh, when, uh, when we, when I, when me and Lincoln were building this, uh, it was funny because we were gonna put this, uh, we were gonna put this really, uh, one of our spacecrafts that we built in our backyard that's in our, in our, in our storage unit. I mean, not our storage unit, in our, in our storm shelter. But we decided, we decided not to. Uh, NASA was a little upset, but, but they understood. You know, they wanted to, to wait for the next one. Um, so this was, we sent this one out, um, by the time this got on, though, we, me and Lincoln already had a better wheel system for the other one, so. But NASA was happy with it. So, me and Lincoln, we were happy for it. So, uh, yeah. Um, and if you believe me, I, I'm just going to have to say, uh, you might need to go get therapy. Yeah, anyway. Using a robot in space is ideal for carrying out vital roles in exploring the hostile environment of outer space. Besides the Earth, the moon is the only celestial body humans have when I was at your mom's house. Oops, I'm sorry, wait. Uh, just kidding. I'm just, nobody, I'm just, everyone needs a good laugh. I mean, okay. The only celestial body humans have to set on foot on, on the moon. Or no, 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 on Mars. Robots in space with a good introduction. Recent advances regarding robots in space are making it possible for robot missions to reach different areas of our solar system faster and gather an unprecedented amount of data. Robots do not get tired. They can operate in the vacuum of space and do not get bored or distracted, making them ideal for space exploration. All robots in space generally have, uh, you know, the same components, including a power supply, controller, uh, actuators, sensors, uh, getting to your mom's house, and a communication unit, usually radio. Uh, sensors collect information about your mom's house with the robot in space and its environment. The controller processes the information and then transmits the, con the command back to your mom's house and signals to the actuators. The actuators in turn convert the signals and execute the operation. Now, please don't get mad about your mom's house. It's, I was joking. I'm just, you know, this is why I know, but I'm never going to get anywhere with my podcast because People will get mad, and it's just, sorry about your mom's house, I'll keep the facts out of it. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, see how I did that? Anyway, anyway, all robots in space generally have the same components, including a power supply, controller, uh, actuator sensors, and communication unit, usually radio. I bet I just read that. Sensors collect information about the robot in space and its environment. The controller processes the information and then transmits the 
command signals to the actuators. The actuators in turn convert the signals and execute the operation. Due to the dis distances involved in space exploration, a robot in space is able to operate autonomously as real-time control by operation, operators back at mission control is not possible. What? When I wrote this, I, I don't think I wrote this down right. Uh, I, I, I'm not the best typer. Autonomously, real-time control by operators back at, at mission control is not possible. Rovers, for example, can utilize sensors, artificial intelligence, which I think is dangerous, and machine learning to identify the, uh, and overcome potential obstacles such as craters and cliffs, which you guys never go to because you losers have to... I'm not... You know what? This is... This is not where we're going. This is, oh, sorry. I'm going off to the wrong here. Okay. Types of robots in space. Now, the two main types of robots in space can be classified as remotely operated vehicles. Uh, o, I mean, ROVs to the layman, man. And Robot Manipulator System, RMSs. ROVs or remotely operated vehicles <laughs> it's not funny <laughs> caps don't stop laughing i'm just kidding keep it rovs include rovers caps are probably gone i mean i would be too it's not hey don't worry i'm not i'm not upset i understand it is boring shit which explore the surface of celestial bodies landers operated from a stationary point and unmanned spacecraft such as satellites and probes. Although these devices are remote, some degree of control is performed by human operators at mission control on Earth. In the future, humans could control robots in space from stations orbiting the moon, for example. You know what's real cool? I uh, build the, I build, um, I build space, I mean space, I build uh, racing drones, you know, those cool ones that are, that, uh, and I was called by a, uh, it, well, I'm not going to say it's NASA, but it was a, well, it was kind of like the Army, and, because I'm real good at flying them, and uh, we're kind of in the middle of maybe um, me getting a job working for, just, just, just to fly these drones, they're real hard to fly with. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you have control, when it's, uh, FPV, when you're, because you fly with these goggles on, that's the closest thing to flying, um, a jet. I mean, you're in the cockpit. You're flying it with, with, uh, FPV means first person view. And since I build them and since I fly, you know, uh, I, and I can fly them and they're fun. But anyway, uh, I was contacted to maybe possibly, go to California to uh, maybe get a job flying these and I think it's like a military thing it was like a, they didn't really get into it but man that'd be cool uh, but I don't know if I'm all about flying uh, drones and uh, yeah bombing people or whatever you know what I mean I'll spy all or whatever but mm, I don't know anyway uh, types of robots in space. The two main types... Wait a minute. I, I already read that. 
<laughs> you, you guys almost got me, man. Good job. Uh, and RMS is is commonly used in manufacturing and industry. Essentially, it is a robotic arm that can uh, articulate as well as human limbs and can be manually controlled or operated remotely. RMSs have been used extensively in space exploration, such as shuttles and the International Space Station to perform missions critical tasks. Um, chasing a comet, the Rosetta mission, don't forget, video credit, German Aerospace Center, DLR, history of unmanned robots in space. Oh man, and don't let me, oh, and I'll be getting into the, uh, about, um, about the self-replicating, um, uh, robots, um, to build a Dyson sphere around this. Oh man, I'll get into that too. Okay. History of unmanned robots in space. Yes, I said it. I did. The history of robots in space exploration extends over past six decades. From 1966 to 1968, a series of surveyor spacecraft were sent to the moon. You liars. You're already there. <laughs> I do want to go work for the... I want to go for... You know, I'll be a whistleblower. Fuck it. I mean, screw it. I mean, God, stop cussing. Lincoln, you're going to be banned on this for a second. I, I, I can't have that cussing. Sorry, he's a little young. These youngsters like this. Okay. Remote control systems were utilized to send signals back to Earth and analyze samples collected by an ex- extendable claw. The claw. I'm sorry. The robot in space to investigate an extra testicle uh, region was the Soviet landlord. I'm kidding. It was extraterrestrial. Region was the Soviet Lunacod 1 Lunar Rover. Sorry. Uh, my Russian is. It's, yeah, I'm just. Okay. It's, it's fluent. I act like I can't talk about Russian, but I really can. I'm sorry. I'll. I'll be more professional. Um, An analyzed sample collected by an extendable claw. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, NASA. The first robot in space to investigate an extra testicle region was the Soviet... (laughs) The rover landed on the surface of the moon in 1970. And as I read this again, remote control from Earth, one of the essential functions... Of the use of this robot in space was its ability to autonomously detect events and wait until received a signal. So it'd probably be a bad time to say, I've got a crowdfunding page and also a fan base page. Um, uh, go on, check it out. Man, I redid my website on Podbean. Check it out. It's uh, the HTTP, the, the, you know, whatever, backslash. It's to noavail.podbean.com. Uh, go on there, check it out, because uh, you can join my fan base. You can get on my crowdfunding. Um, I know, uh, you know, and uh, and become a patron. I'm gonna have. I'm getting shirts made. They're gonna be some pimp daddies. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm even gonna do hoodies. Sup now? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. 
Sometimes I get excited. Deep space probes are another example of semi-autonomous ROVs. For instance, Voyager 2, which was launched in 1977, is programmed to automatically adjust its operations without human interaction. The probe was launched to study the outer planets and interstellar space and is still in operation as of 2023. Huh? 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 That was... I'll never do that again. I apologize. Recent unmanned missions involving robots in space. One cutting edge... I, I, I do... Um, I'm just... Okay. I do the accent because... Have you noticed that people take people more seriously if they have an accent? You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to hear our dumbass American accents because we don't have them. Although I've been told that I sound like I'm from California, man. I get the waves. Wait, that's not. You know what? Nothing. One cutting edge use of an unmanned uh, robot in space is NASA's Dawn spacecraft. Launched in 2007 to investigate the giant uh, protoplanet Vesta and the dwarf planet Ceres, Dawn was the first mission to orbit an object in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, and the only spacecraft ever to orbit two destinations beyond Earth. Dawn orbited Vesta in 2011 to 2012 and arrived at Ceres series in 2015 the mission ended in 2018 plus my um my accent sucks so i yeah nobody doesn't take me serious no matter what i do i'll never get a crowdfunding no thing i get it and i understand don't worry i'm not gonna hold any kind of whatever um so don was the first robot in space to use ion propulsion an extremely effect, uh, efficient propulsion sy system. The ion propulsion system provided around 2,000 days of thrust over the course of the mission. Another groundbreaking use of robots in the space uh, is in space is the Rosetta spacecraft, a 10-year mission launched in 2004 to intercept a comet and land and probe it. Boy, that doesn't sound probe. You know, <laughs> let me <laughs> bend over. We need to probe this. Wait, you don't do that to a comet. Uh, the mission would take. <laughs> just sorry. You know, I, sometimes this is things are, you know, left open. I'm just, I'm sorry. Upon reading the quote comment, the <laughs> oh boy. The Fellaini lander unexpectedly bounced twice before landing at your mom's house and came to a stop in the shadow of a cliff, losing solar power. Rosetta made a final plan, plunging it into your mom's, oh God, into the comet as it headed out of the solar system. The mission providing pioneering information and on the composition of your mom's, hmm. I'm joking. I'll stop with the mom thing. I, it's, some people get okay offended. I please don't get mad about that. And I, you guys have probably left. I'm sorry, God. You know what? I'm not sorry. I like to laugh, and it's all fun and joking. And 
And don't you guys think it's funner? Like, other astronomy, which I think they do amazing, they're also serious. Like, I mean, but, but mm -mm, not gonna, uh, they're, they do really good. Actually, they're obviously, they're successful and I'm not, so, you know, <laughs> it all speaks for itself, you know. <laughs> okay, the mission extension vehicle, MEV, concept present, uh, represents an innovative use of space robots to perform otherwise extremely difficult and resource intensive mission critical roles the idea behind this project is to use an orbital vehicle to perform in orbit repairs of other spacecraft uh, extending their service life without the need for humans now like i was telling uh clayton um Oh man, do you? Okay, I have friends who live in Australia. I have a really good friend too that lives in, in, uh, Australia. Man, uh, his name's George. Love the dude. He's super awesome. He is a true homie too. Just like Caps. I love my pod beaners, dude. My pod beaners are like my best friend. Please don't get mad when I say pod beaners. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't think it's funny, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. And maybe that's a good thing. So, anyway, we're carrying on. Um, and increasingly, wait, you know what? I gotta charge something really quickly. Alright, mates? Uh, cause I gotta charge my phone. It's gonna die. What's that, mate? Oh, I don't know what it is. Hang on. Technical difficulties are taking place. If you understand what I mean there, see? Ah, damn, my uh, accent's amazing. It's like you knew, know that I'm from whatever accent I'm making. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes it's just it's hard to be perfect, such as myself, every day. You know what I mean? But I, I make it work, friends and folks, and friends and light. Okay, so this is not. Uh oh. Oh shit. Hey, does it? Come on. Okay. All right, we have a problem. Obviously, this is not going to work. Get it plugged in. So, is it plugged in? No, I don't see the light. Charging. What the fuck? Oh shoot, boys. Is it not? We're not having a major problem. Who's made the problem? Screaming for more cowbell. No. Oh shit. Hang on, mate. Uh, okay. Well, can you guys hear me now, right now? Can you hear me? If I talk like this, can you hear me? I'm English. Okay, cool. Can you hear me good? Like, is this gonna, okay. No, now it's not, god, man, nothing is working right today. It just melts. Hang on, now, let me go try something. Before, okay, okay. I need, mean, uh, god, sometimes I like, realize this is a little okay. I'm sorry guys, I'm hurting. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. 
I'm not using a microphone currently, so I don't really know if it's gonna work. Alright, alright, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shit, I gotta go to my house to get another cube. I'm going, I'm running, oh man, it's not a pretty sight. I promise you, you guys don't want to see me run. It is, uh, it's pretty scary. <laughs> Plus, I'm more than likely gonna fall out of a heart attack at any moment. At least you guys will have first, uh, me cussing is just, it's getting so much better, you know what I mean? Oh my god, did my shit go off? Oh shit, balls. Oh shit. Okay, wait. No. Please don't. Did it. Oh, okay. Thank you. We got to hurry before it goes off. Oh shit, I almost fell into it. Okay. Here are the cubies. It's right here. Shut up, Billy. Alright. I'm making it. I'm running. Man. I'm so out of shape, you guys. It's not a good thing. Alright, here we go. Oh my god. Oh. 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 Man. I, I ran all the way home. Do I do I stay? Oh. Damn. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Guess what? I get to join your fan page, Caps. I do. Why the f- Oh, it's not for 10. I hear that helps. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now. Oh, so, is that following my son? Okay. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, they took- Now what the fuck is this shit? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Hi, Lincoln. You always got me back. I love you. Okay now. Here we go. Here we go, mate. There's cats and Alright. Alright now. We're gonna sit down for just a minute. Lincoln, I want you to behave. Now, I got this all worked out. I apologize. I pre-apologize. Alright, wait. That wouldn't make sense right now. Now I gotta figure out what it was. Okay. That types of robots in space. Uh, well, you know what? Okay. The two main types. Oh, yes, it was. Okay, wait. History. Oh, yeah. Chasing comets. The Rosetta mission. Now. History of unmanned robots in space. The history of robots in space exploration extends over the past six decades. That's a long time, isn't it? From 1966 to 1968, a series of surveyor spacecraft were sent to the moon. Remotely controlled systems were utilized to send signals back to Earth and analyze systems collected by an extendable claw. <laughs> I almost... Okay. The first robot in space to investigate an extra testicle region was the Soviet Lunacod 1 lunar rover. This rover landed on the surface of the moon in 1970, and it was con- remote controlled from your mom's house. One of the, I mean, from Earth. One of, the, uh, one of the essential functions of the use, uh, Clayton, I hope you don't, you 
uh, that doesn't bother you. I'm not going to talk about uh, my mom's house anymore. She likes it from behind anyway. I'm kidding. I was talking about my own mom. I'm done. I'm not going to bring it up. I apologize. Kids listen to this, Lincoln. Now, I'm serious. Am I going to have to ban you? One of the essential functions of the use of the robot, me and my mom get along really, really well, uh, by the way, sorry, in space was the ability to autonomously detect events and await until they, uh, they receive a signal. Now, deep-based probe, which I think is still a funny word, uh, are, are another example of semi-autonomous ROV. The instant Voyager 2, which was launched in 1977, obviously, I'm reading this again, uh, program to automatically adjust its operations without human interaction. The probe was launched to study the outer planets and interstellar space and is still operating in 2023. Recent unmanned missions involved robots in space. One cutting-edge use of an unmanned robot in space of NASA's Dawn spacecraft launched in 2007 to investigate the giant protoplanet Vesta and the dwarf planet Ceres. Wait a minute. Am I way off here? Wait. Am I? Am I? No. Oh, a minute. Hang on. No. No. Okay. Uh. Anyway, MEV one was launched in 2019 to service. <laughs> service. <laughs> Just kidding. God. Uh, in Tower of My Mind might be going. Intellect 901 with the mission expected to end in 2025. The mission extended vehicle MEV concept, concept, concept represents the innovative use of space robots to perform otherwise extremely difficult and resource intensive mission critical roles. The idea behind the project is to use an orbital vehicle to perform and orbit repairs of other spacecraft, extending their service life without the need for humans. The increasing number of, of rovers on Mars, such as NASA's Perseverance, Haybreed sings a song called Perseverance, I won't see them here in TikTok, I will never do that again, and Curiosity rover, uh, attest to the growing importance of robots in space, paving the way for future manned missions and colonization efforts by gathering crucial data on the Martian service and atmosphere. Robots in space, uh, such as Mori 3. I like that name. I like that name. Innovative projects and mission involving robots in space are currently in development, utilizing advanced technologies. Such will benefit future missions to the moon, Mars, and the outer planets and moon. Now, we need to get our asses to Floribon, uh, to, uh, to, uh, Io, uh, to, um, all the planets, uh, Jupiter's planets. Now, do you guys know, uh, um, do you guys know how, you know who it was that, uh, that, that found the, the, the first person that, that, Told the world that we the, that we revolve around the sun, that we are not at the center of the universe. Uh, it was Galileo, and how Galileo found this was he was looking at Jupiter, and he saw three stars that were around it, 
that his telescope was messed up. Well, a couple of days later, he looked, he saw a fourth planet, or a fourth star, and he realized that they were moons revolving around Jupiter. And that gave way to the theory and uh, proof that once he saw that, that proved that we were not at the center of the galaxy, that that these planets and how you remember what the, these they're, they're called the planets of of Galileo. The, I mean, I'm sorry, the moons of Galileo, because he discovered the four moons there. There, if they weren't um, around, they weren't orbiting Jupiter. Lincoln, come in. Then uh, they'd be planets. They're big enough to be planets. Anyway, I'm sorry to cut this off quick. Um, because of this, he realized that they were orbiting around Jupiter. Jupiter is kind of its own solar system. So that's when, and this was in 1610, he realized we are not at the center of the universe. The Earth is not. And man, he went and he told the church and man, he went to jail. He was in house arrest. He was, it was blasphemy. He was almost, man, uh, got killed, died. But that is why and that is how he, he, uh, that's how he found out. That's how, I mean, and that is huge, dude. I'm going to tell you now, and this is why I was telling Clayton. Uh, the old astronomers are the rock stars of humanity. That and our, and, and, and our, um, and our, and any, anybody that fights for their country. I put them right up there with, uh, with the, um, with the, uh, with, with the astronomers. I mean, those astronomers figured all this out without the technology that we have today. Can you imagine that? These people did it all by math. They did it all by, and their telescopes weren't that great. This is like, I love the, they were, they are the rock stars of fucking humanity. Well, like I said, them and our troops that are fight. I don't care what, what country you're fighting for. Any troop that fights for their country. They're the rock stars, just like the astronomers of the 1600s, the 1700s, the 1800s. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that is how we found out. That's just a stupid little, uh, fact. Oh, also, did you know how, did you know why, uh, why, why light bulbs, um, how light bulbs, the 60, the old light bulbs, why they, uh, how LEDs work better than that, than, um, than, than regular LEDs? When, you know how old light bulbs had, they were 60 watt, you could get 80 watt, you get 100 watt. Well, let's just, for the 60 watt, they, uh, the reason they were pushing 60 watts is because they were, they had, they, they gave off microwaves. Well, these microwaves heated that light bulb to give it light of 60 watts. But it wasn't giving off 60 watts of light. It was just pushing 60 watts of microwave to make that bulb hot enough to give light. And that is why, um, LEDs, uh, they only, they worked at the 10%, the 10 watts to give off just the light. So they don't need 60 watts to heat them up because LEDs don't work off microwave. 
they work off just the wattage that is plugged in for them. Stupid dumb fact. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that out there. All right, now, moving on to um, variable ticks of the world. Now, now all I got to do is figure out what this one was. Okay, if I have to, if I double read something, don't. You know what, I get it. You can hang up, or, I mean, you can get off here. I know, I'm stupid. Okay. Recent un... History of un... Uh, yep, okay. What, not there. One cutting edge of unmanned robots were NASA's Dawn spacecraft. Launched in 2000. Dawn was the first... Okay. Recent unmanned missions involving robots in space. One cutting edge use of... An unmanned robot in space was was NASA's Dawn spacecraft, launched in 2007 and investigate uh, to investigate the giant protoplanet Venus Vesta. I'm sorry, and the dwarf planet series. Oh wait, I did read that, didn't I? The mission would be would take Rosetta deep into space, over five times the Earth's distance from the Sun, and that would be uh, five times. That's five uh, astronomical units. Now, an astronomical unit is the distance between Earth and the middle of the sun at 150 million uh, kilometers. Or, what is it, would it be? Like uh, 100 million some uh, miles. Uh, so, when people talk about astronomical units, they're talking, that in, in, in comparison, it is the distance from Earth to the, the, the middle of the sun. So, it gives you a... It gives you a, a, a scale of, of what, you know, so if someone says five astronomical units, that is five times the size of, of the length of Earth to the sun. Anyway, that's just a, yeah, I'm sorry. That is a, yeah, another dumb thing. Okay. Another groundbreaking use of robots in space is the Rosetta spacecraft, a Kenya mission launched in 2004 to intercept the comet and land on a probe on it. The mission would take Rosetta deep into space, <laughs> over five times the Earth distance from the Sun. The mission achieved more historic firsts, such as being the first spacecraft to orbit a comet nucleus and take images, and the first touchdown on the comet. Uh, Bruce Willis and all them, you know, on uh, what was it? What was that? Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to. <laughs> if they had uh, Aerosmith singer uh, on that mission, I promise we'd have kids. Uh, upon reaching the comet, Bruce Willis fucked up and talking. Uh, I'm just kidding. The Philly lander unexpectedly bounced twice before landing and came to a stop in the shadow of losing solar power. Rosetta made a, see, I wouldn't have thought that that fire was flying it. Rosetta made a final plans plunge into the comet as it headed out of the solar system, the mission providing pioneering information on the composition of comets. Now, the mission extension vehicle, MEV, concept represents an innovative use of space robots to perform otherwise extremely difficult and resourceful intensive mission or critical roles. The idea behind the project is to use an orbital uh, vehicle to extend and orbit repairs to other space crafts. Um, 
That's right. That's right. Um. I never said I was, you know, like, on it. I just told you I knew how perfect I was. I mean, you know, not that, God. (laughs) The idea behind this project is to use an orbital vehicle to perform in orbit repairs of other spacecrafts extending their life without the need for humanity. Humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mev-1 was launched in 2019 to service uh, Intersat-901, which the mission expected to end in 2025, which is coming along, but Mev-2 launched in 2020, attached to Interstellar 10 to 1002 on April 12, 2021. Another project with the same goal is Orbital Express, a DARPA-sponsored mission. The interesting number of rovers on Mars, such as NASA's Perseverance and Curiosity rover, attests to the growing importance of robots in space, paving the way for future manned missions and colonization efforts by gathering crucial data on the Martian surface and atmosphere. Now... Robots in space, the Mori 3. Innovative, innovative projects and missions involving robots in space are currently in development, utilizing advanced technologies which will benefit future missions to the moon, Mars, and the other planet, uh, uh, and moons. One particularly notable project is Mori 3, a Swiss robot that has advanced shape changing abilities which will allow wait is that like a shape system will allow to be configured for a variety of mission critical tasks in multiple environments mori 3 utilizes a process called polygon meshing wow that sounds perverted but you know whatever we're triangular i wonder what i can do and that's the thing okay uh we're triangular modules from polygons with different configurations and sizes. Does that mean the um, girth of... Okay. The main benefit of Mori 3's polygon meshing abilities is versatility. It could be used for tasks such as external repairs, communication, and can be configured for completely new tasks at the end need arises. It can also help save payload space, weight, and resource such as fuel by storage, oops, being stored flat on long journeys. Wouldn't you know? Okay. See how I sounded smarty there? <laughs> okay. Robots in space, the future. Robots in, are emerging in, in effective tools in space. Exploration and types of robots, and yes, sir, I'll get you coffee. Well, I'll have to speak in. Okay. Robots are widely being used wherever there's a need for better use of tools and data collection in space. Technologies developed in by for robots is is in space have also been te- employed by many industries. Industries. See, <laughs> I can't. No, okay, wait, I can't stop now. 
providing innovative solutions uh, for high-performance automobiles, the biomedical field, and consumer products. The future of deep space exploration with transit times in the order of decades will depend on the utilization advanced technologies for robots to space to take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, I totally cannot do that. You know what? I said, I mean, I did not sound smarter. I sounded way dumber. I apologize. Hey, you got to start. I had to try. Now, continue reading NASA missions for solar-powered robots. You don't say. Well, the first robot to map micro -pro -mi microbial life set to return to, to the place of its first success on a new NASA astrobiological mission. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, what's your birthday? Okay, right after these words of important uh, 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 things. Yes. Oh, shit. I'm running out of time. I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, man. I can only do two-hour things on here, so... Suck holes. Okay. The robot named Zoe first rose to... Uh, prominent when it travel when it traversed the uh, Atacama Desert in Chile in 2005 in order to test analytical techniques and scientific instruments vital to the search of life on Mars. Now, Zoe is returning to the world's driest desert. Why? Why? This is the shit I'm talking about. Yes, I meant to cuss, you stupid son of a fucks. Sorry. Now Zoe is returning. I mean, it's for good reason, goddammit. Now Zoe is returning. I'll have to beat that out. Now Zoe is returning. Even kids would be like, man, Joey is right. Fuck the world. Yeah, long live the beast. Fuck the sun. Okay, I'm just kidding. Now Zoe can be returning to the world's driest desert in order to continue this work and help now to decide how stupid they are uh, to equip the rover it has destined for Mars as we get stupider in 2020 to follow in the footsteps of our dumbass Curiosity rover that currently found nothing because they were in a fucking sand fucking whatever plane where we couldn't find shit on the red planet. And I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. Autonomous operation of the robot. We were dumb. And the robot's task will be a bore because we're putting it in a flat fucking goddamn plane onto the ground uh, below the desert, see, and analyze soil samples. Because we're fucking stupid and we... For the presence of microorganisms... Because we're dumb and... Why do it over and, uh, you know, where we can dig into... Close cliff size and, and find real microorganisms living below ground level with an anticipated one to one to two drilling operations every day across the traverse of around 30 to 50 kilometers. NASA, I'm just gonna say it. You guys are fucking morons. However, wherever Zoe's last mission was focused more, Joey's going to send a bomb straight to your fucking mission and ruin the whole motherfucker until you guys figure this shit out. 
Sorry about cussing, but this is fucking ridiculous. This time around gathering scientific data is the primary focus of fuck you. Now, David Wettergreen, the stupidest research professor in Carnegie, Mellon's Robotics Institution and principal investigator of the dumbass life in the atomic project, recently emphasized this. Now we think of the robots as a tool to collect specific data from specific locations, rather than as a machine that drives around. A main technical goal of our stupid mission is to have Zoe perform the dumbest fucking collecting to set scientific specifications nowhere, because we completely autonomously for several days consecutively fucking get dumber. Completely solar powered. Zoe and, and Hefty, 9x6 in size, carries an onboard wide range of unique and innovative scientific equipment. And importantly, the robot is completely solar powered. And it is hope that we know that we are generally fucking stupid and can hibernate overnight and start up automatically the next day at sunrise to find fucking nothing because we are spending all of fucking everything on nothing to facilitate this. In 3-2M uh, solar array compromising high efficiency gallon, we wasted fucking the, uh, we, the, the, the uh, everybody's money. Uh, our cyanide solar cells being used to generate power in a place that's pointless to even find shit. The Zoe robot will use a one meter drill finding absolutely nothing shown here protruding about the robot solar cell deck. To search for subsurface life in Chile's Atacama Desert. Oh wait, was this talking about? Okay. I'm feeling a little dumb. We were talking about shit. Alright, you know what? I'm just gonna have to cut this off now. Fucking, we're talking about putting this on Mars. It was Chili's uh, desert. Boy, do I feel, uh. Lincoln, don't ever. You better make sure you know what you're talking about before you spit. I apologize. I know it sounded like my voice, but Lincoln has learned to mock exactly what I say. Uh. Mellon University Robotic Institute and the SETI Institute are leading the NASA-sponsored dipship field experiment. Image credits Carnegie Mellon University. The robot has been fitted with a meter-long dipship drill made by Honeybase Robotics to collect samples, which the robot, Anger, then dredges up for their mom's house of analysis. Including on the onboard analysis equipment is a Mars microbeam Roman Raymond Roman noodle spectrometer, which can easily be identified to composition of the soil. As we find ourselves getting dumber, we find that we're getting nowhere, and that uh, people like Joey and uh, Caps and uh, you know. Other fucking people on Podbean that are much smarter and didn't need to go to college to figure out this shit um, were first hand analysis. The three year project, supported by a three million grant of NASA, led by Carnegie Mellon, 
that just melon. That's what you. I this. Oh God. The three-year project, supported by a three million grant from the. I just this is uh, just Carlos. I'm gonna get my missile silos out. I'm fucking bombing this shit. It's going down. I am not supposed to do that. I'll probably be. Oh man. I bet they're gonna. I was kidding. Oh, Podbean's gonna have me fucking off of here now. I talk about shit. University and the SETI Institute includes, uh, colla- oh shit. Collaborators at Unifield, Cotalica, Del Norte, and Shiley, Chile. The University of Tennessee, Washington University, and the Jet Proportion Laboratory. Last year, a team of scientists carried out first-hand analysis in the Atacama using neutron detectors, spectrometers, and other dipshit people that have instrumentation in order to provide a comparison for the data automatically collected by dumb shits that fucking went to college and don't know shit by the robot on the mission. Begins June 17th. Dry Lake and Yuga Disclaimer. The views expressed here are dumb as fuck, and we should not be reading these to anybody. All right. So, do you guys have anything to say? I got about ten minutes. These people are idiots. I'm smart. You guys are fucking way better. I'm sorry. Everybody probably left me, and Podbean's gonna kick me off. Damn it. That, that, I'm just gonna say it. That is a ball blower. <laughs> yep, sure is. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I never claim to be, you know. But it's true. I mean, does anybody really disagree with me? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Why do we send robots to space? I think we covered that. Five, okay, five robots pushing the frontiers of space exploration. Let me light my cigarette so I can realize maybe hopefully I'll die after that spat. NASA European Space Agency and investors are pouring billions of dollars into our dumbass fucking robotics and AI applications suitable for zero gravity conditions. As we get dumber, we, oops, uh, this in, in, inspiring new technology has the potential to get dumber Half by four. Hang on, everybody. I know what they're going with this. They think that I'm not doing shit because I'm doing my podcast. They're jealous because I'm fucking perfect and they're not. I get it. It sucks to feel like a dumbass. I know it because they, you know, thank God I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Please, everybody. Please, everybody. Please understand that, that I am serious about how fucking perfect I am. Hang on. Uh, hey, Jerry. How many half my fours? Black? Yes, we got them. Yeah, right. Yes, I'm perfect. I know that. Thank you. Gee, I got fucking... Man, I swear to God. Anyway. I think sometimes we will go to Mars 
And I think we'll explore it with humans sometime. But I think it's really wise to do all the robotic exploration ahead of time and learn as much as possible. Yes, like going to a fucking place where we can't find shit and uh, dig there. Okay, I'll shut up about that. It just really upsets me. It upsets me about as much as some fucking ass fucks that treat our fucking, uh, that treat our goddamn, uh, our, 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 see, I'm so mad I can't think of words, god damn it. Our troops, shitty like they do, god. Oh, and I'm so mad now. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't make me angry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Fuck that. I'm not kidding. See, I'm cussing there. Fuck shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, I'm just kidding. Man, I bet I get kicked off Podbean today. Caps, don't let them do it to me. Once we have learned as much as possible with the robots, then that's the time we send pulpies. And let them then continue the research that the robots have started. I think we need to send every NASA person first. Take care of uh, four birds with one stone. I think that's how it goes. Eh. John Glenn, an American Marine Corps aviator, engineer, astronaut, businessman, and politician. Oh, Jesus. He was the third American in space and the first American to orbit Earth. None? What the hell is it? Autonomous space probes forget just the moon. Prepare to explore far beyond thanks to cutting-edge autonomous robots, the possibilities for venturing into uncharted realms of our solar system and boundless. While Venus and Saturn may not be the most suitable bullshit places for humans, the idea of emigrating from Earth still burns bright. To know if people would ever be able to change the planet, it has to be checked and prepared before humans can populate it. This is where space probe come in the spotlight. Bet you guys wouldn't have guessed that. Good thing I read that, and we'd all be... Screwed. See how that... I'm such a... Dude, I'm such a good fucking thing. I swear to God, I'm wasting my life in this place. Clearly, I'm kidding. The only time I'm a good singer is when I'm in the shower or in the car by myself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm like Maynard Keaton and shit, dude. Anyway, <clears throat> I gotta hurry up. I got five minutes before Podbean hits me. A space probe is an unmanned device designed to explore space. And did I read this earlier? Oh, since November. What the fucking Jesus Christ, hell. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. I don't like cussing like that. I'm sorry. I got really upset. A space probe is an unmanned device designed to explore space and acquire uh, valuable uh, scientific data. Equipped with a set of scientific instruments and tools, it is launched from Earth to study the atmosphere and composition of planets, moons, and other celestial bodies. Probes can operate in deep space, orbit around planets or moons, or even land on the surface. Some probes conduct one-way missions, while other return to Earth, bringing back samples and data. 
Typically, these probes transmit their findings back to Earth using radio communication. Weird. God, I didn't know how that worked. Huh. Since November of 2018, a robot named InSight has been exploring Mars, detecting more than 1,300 earthquakes, some caused by molten rock movement. Additionally, it found uh, tremors caused by meteor meteoroid impacts and revealed water ice near the equator. During the secondary part of the mission, InSight looked into the planet's internal structure. Isn't that something? Including crust, mantle, and core thickness. It provided detailed weather data collected for a full Mars year, 687 days, informing various atmospheric studies. Hey, say hi. Hi. Uh, smart, intelligent person with a job today. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, and oh, 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 from the ground of Mars. Now, a floating space robotic assistant. Check this out. This is amazing. I only got two minutes, okay? Um, I'm going to have to read this out. Now, Simon, 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 <laughs> I'm just kidding. Crew Interactive Mobile com uh, Companion is an autonomous floating robotic head assistant. The bot and developed by our Airbus on behalf of the German Airspace Center and runs a version of IBM Watson Artificial Intelligence as well as video screen assignment. You know what? Okay, I, I don't have much any time. Everybody, go to my uh, website, um, hit like, uh, check out my crowdfunding, become a fan in my fan base, uh, and you can listen every day. And then, uh, you know. But, uh, man, I appreciate everybody. Thank you. And I will be talking. Um, uh, we are going to have to have to do a. This is number. This is going on to number two. So it is going to be robotics number two. Uh, maybe I guess tomorrow or maybe today. So tune in, Caps and Clayton.